This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Delroe Peters at Thrive and Financial. Anybody else trying to get their money right this year? If so, consider Thrive and Financial. Delroe will help you gain clarity on your finances today and build wealth for tomorrow. To get started, text BCI to 718-550-6292 today. That's 718-550-6292 to work with the Kingdom Advisor Delroe today. Now, let's start the show. Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl Morgan and Dorian here, your host of this wonderful podcast, BCI Live. In case you're new here, this podcast season is all about going deeper in your faith and further in your business. And we're doing that by interviewing the BCI 2020 Honors winners. I can speak from personal experience and say that I've been pushed and challenged in my faith walk and in our business as a result of this season. And just to give you a brief intro into who we are, Dorian and I run a lifestyle brand for the Christian millennial called The Rooted Life. We love to help people connect biblical truth to everyday life. We sure do. And I love that the guests on this season this far have been doing just that, dropping nuggets about faith and gems on how to grow and expand your business. Mm -hmm. And last episode was really no different. We had our real life friend on there, Michelle Anna, and she low-key went off. Girl, I'm still marinating on what she said about God being the CEO of her business and how she wow. fasts at the beginning of every month. Come on. To make sure she's creating space to hear from him and allow him to lead her. Woo. I'm like, what? You fast every every month? Every. I've been thinking about that since we talked. So y'all go check out that episode if you haven't already. Yes. And on this episode, we have BCI's podcast of the year winner, Paul Calco of the Real People Real Talk podcast. One of my favorite things he talked about was not being ashamed of your testimony, whether it's full of trauma or not. It's still important to share with people. And because Paul has been on the pulpit since eight, you know he took us to church. So without further delay, let's jump into this episode. So y'all, we've got our boy Paul Calcote with us today, and he is our BCI 2020 Podcaster of the Year. Paul, tell the people what's up. <laughs> what's going on, everybody? It's good to be here. We are so happy to have you. So, Paul, you're a minister, motivational speaker, husband, and podcaster, truly a jack of all trades. And so we love to see it. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're going to get into questions about your ministry, but we want to start off real light and easy and give the people a chance to get to know you. So we're going to ask you a couple questions if you're down for it. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Since your podcast and your Instagram is talks a lot about relationships, you and your wife kind of partner a lot when it comes to your podcast. So we wanted to ask you a few questions about you and your wife. Is that cool? Cool with me. All righty. So it's just very quick. Don't overthink it. Who made the first move, you or your wife? Ooh, good question. I did. I made okay. the first move. Okay. And who's funnier, you or your wife? Depends on who you ask, but you're asking me, so I'm going to say me. <laughs> <laughs> who's the better cook uh definitely my wife I, okay. I do all yeah definitely my wife who has the better taste in movies I don't know we both just be staring at Netflix like what we gonna watch so it's a <laughs> it's a tie it's a tie in that department okay and who's the best singer um probably her, her. really yeah mm, I, only, I only sound good in the shower so yeah <laughs> Once I step out the shower, the anointing leaves. <laughs> I love so that funny. you were honest and said that she was uh, the better cook, even though you took the funny one. So uh, <laughs> y'all balanced out. I love it. <laughs> Most definitely. 
So, Paul, you are a PK, a.k.a. a pastor's kid. And uh, actually, both of your parents are pastors, which is like you a double PK. <laughs> um, and so a lot of preacher's kids, you know, they either take one of two routes. They end up in ministry as well, or they're completely like, mm, I'm not out here for ministry. Um, so what was your experience kind of being raised by two parents who are ministers? And how did that influence your path today? Yeah, first off, I just want to say I'm blessed. Um, I feel like a lot of people, they are born with a silver spoon in their mouth. I was born with a Bible in my mouth. And I say that because <laughs> I'm blessed. Okay. My friends call it Bible boot camp. Um, but I, two parents to know the Lord. And I'm just so grateful to have that. And so really, y'all, uh, Dorian and Morgan, I'm going to keep it brief because being a pastor's kid, it could be an entire episode all within itself. Oh, and sure. so I started off with a funny story. I remember one time my dad came to the school. I remember like it was yesterday. I was in fourth grade mm -hmm. and we was playing kickball. And I remember it was this girl. I forgot her name. She pitched the ball to my dad, rose it to my dad. My dad had on some cowboy boots. He, he's very fashionable. <laughs> he kicks the ball and... I don't know how this happened, but it hits the girl in the stomach. Oh, and my yes. And she starts crying. You know, grown man kicks the ball, everybody looking at you. I would have oh cried gosh, too. Yes. Oh my god. She on the ground bawling, at least in my memory. She's bawling. <laughs> I don't know how uh -uh. bad it was, but in my memory, she was bawling. Uh -huh. So my dad being a pastor super spiritual guy goes up and starts praying for her Paul lays hands immediately okay lay hands on the sick so they can't recover like they believe in it all we believe in it all and so my classmates um they just started laughing and like ha 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 your dad is a preacher and so I think that was like the only time in that moment I was kind of shamed um mm. to be a PK but as I grew like no this is really a badge of of, of honor i get mm -hmm. a front row seat to seeing people pastor and shepherd and have an impact on people and so um it wasn't always as y'all know this being christians and even even for me growing up in a christian home it wasn't always sunshine and rainbows mm -hmm. my parents uh, contemplated divorce and as a kid i thought that's the worst thing that could happen mm -hmm. but i remember them and their heated exchanges they would say they want to choose god's will which means staying together over their own will. Mm. I was like, wow, like I want to know Jesus like that, where I give him my everything. And so they raised me to know the Lord. And I don't have uh, where I can point to this one particular time where it was at this moment, I gave my life to the Lord. But I do remember the age of six or seven, I gave my life to the Lord. And um, so, yeah, wow. they really influenced me, like I say, as a seeing them pastor and, and mm. shepherd and and lead and really make a, a difference in people's lives. I wanted to do that. And I'm so mm -hmm. grateful that God did call me to do that. And it's quick, quick aside, like, is this being a part of my testimony of, of I had parents who knew the Lord and I came to know the Lord. Um, sometimes the devil make me feel like I don't have a powerful testimony because I don't mm -hmm. have the story of like, yeah, I went off to college and I, you know, had sex with everybody. Mm. I make it edit that or whatever, but, but uh, do drugs. That. That's, that That's real. That's staying. Yeah. Um, or wow. to do drugs, and I was mm -hmm. strung out, and like this super testimony. But the fact is, I didn't do all those things, and that don't make me better or worse. Um, mm. but it's I still mm. have a testimony that I once didn't know God, and I was on my way to hell. Come he on, changed now. my life, Come and on. I've been made alive in Him. So to that person out there that, that you feel like you don't have like the testimony, you do like you have been made yeah. alive in christ but yeah let me start preaching good question mm, i love that paul that's so good like you 
people sometimes feel bad about not having trauma. And it's like, baby, you don't necessarily want it just to be able to have the testimony. The testimony is the fact that you are now alive in him. So I think that's such a sweet reminder. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And I think something you said really stuck with me about your parents modeling it, modeling their faith. I think that's where a lot of us had a disconnect growing up. It was like, we see people be one way on Sundays, but then Monday through Saturday, it's like, what about that guy you were shouting about? And so I think it's really beautiful that you had parents who were being transformed by the spirit throughout mm, the week, yeah. not just having an experience on Sunday, because it's it's the transformation throughout the week that's going to sustain you. That Sunday praise, it'll hold you over. But by Monday morning, Ooh, baby, it's on, baby, you need more okay. Holy Spirit. And so I think it's beautiful substance. that they you really do. And so I just love that they were modeling that for you, because I think that's a a big piece for Christians and also for people who are non-believers to see Christians actually walking it out. Mm. I think it's just really valuable. So let's keep going in talking about church. I love it. I love it. Okay. So growing up in a small church, you were given the opportunity to preach at a young age. I think you said like eight years old, you were preaching. Um, yes. that's, crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy. Right, that's so crazy. That's third grade. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> third grade. Little, little baby Paul. He probably had a little suit on. Come on now. <laughs> a little suit, a little uh, chair. So I can see over the pulpit. So yeah, I got oh, pictures. Wow. So cute. Did they take a picture when you did that? I would love to see that yes, picture. I'm I sure they picture. did. Like our baby up here preaching. Post that on Insta. We need to I see know, that. right? I know, right? I do need to post that. You should. I feel like, quick thing, I feel like this generation is so, well, I don't want to speak bad about them. I, I was going to say they're spoiled, but they're blessed. Like I wish that my parents had iPhones when I was growing up. But mm-hmm. in so a way, I would say, I'm going to work that out in therapy. So yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you grew up in the church, you got to preach at a young age. So looking back on your life, like, how do you think teaching and speaking at a young age kind of prepared you to be a podcaster now? Yeah, God is so intentional. He is so faithful. Mm -hmm. Like looking back over my life, um, the ups, the downs, the experiences, the open doors, the closed doors, um, it was it's always preparing me to what I'm doing now as a young adult pastor and as a podcaster. And in this season, God is preparing me for what's next. And so mm-hmm. um, crafting a sermon is similar mm-hmm. to like crafting a podcast episode in the mm-hmm. sense of like, mm-hmm. I feel like the Lord will speak to me, not audibly, but just like a, a check of my spirit. Hey, this is something that you can talk about. So instead of like starting with the text, with the sermon, um, when I'm doing a podcast, I start with this idea. Okay. And then from there, you know, just kind of crafting out, creating content. What are the best questions that I can ask to give people like the, um, the best content? And so mm-hmm. um, podcasting, I remember I went to this Christian podcast conference and they said that podcasting is a new pulpit. Mm. And I was like, it's like my, it's such a simple yet profound statement. My mind was yeah. blown. And so, because even going into podcasting, I viewed it as another way of fulfilling the great commission. So all mm. those sermons that I preach from age eight until now was really pre- preparing me for what I'm doing now mm-hmm. is doing ministries still behind the mic. Um, yeah. Yeah. But one thing I miss, uh, and this is particularly to the black churches, when I'm preaching a sermon in the black church, Come it's on, a conversation. Paul. Come yeah. on. And they talk back to you. Come on. They now. say, Amen. Mm-hmm. They say, uh, take your time, Pastor, yeah. or help them out, depending yeah. on how good you're going. Hello. But with podcasting, it's, you know, if it's not an interview, just me and the mic and mm-hmm. the closet or um, the office that I sometimes record for my, in my church. And so I don't get the immediate um, feedback. And so all those times, I had to preach starting with age eight. This really gave me the confidence mm. and the 
experience to be um, a podcaster now. So I'm really grateful for those experiences. I love that. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I think, you know, my favorite thing is how you talked about, like, it all starts with an idea and and also how the spirit moves through both of those. Like, I think that everything that we do is it's so cool to see that you started off being spirit led as a pastor. And then even though you moved into a different type of ministry, it's still spirit led. So mm. I think it just really speaks to also how, like, everything that we do, if we're doing it for him, like, he's going to place it on our hearts and give us what we need in order to be able to lead in that way. So. No, I was gonna say that's a good point thinking about people who are listening from different industries. Mm-hmm. You might think, well, God, he's only working in pastors and pulpits. Like God is the author of all creativity. Like mm-hmm. he can, he is the source of all great ideas. And so that was a breakthrough moment for us. We went to transformation conference, I guess, almost two years ago. Nice. And I went to a workshop about creativity and I'm like, I don't know if I'm creative enough. And he was like, y'all, God created the whole earth. He's the author of creativity, that's all good. sorts of, cre- all creativity comes from him. And I was like, oh man, we always have the opportunity to tap into that reservoir Mm -hmm. of creativity. But I just love that you said that because I think people might sometimes think that creativity, they can't tap into it or they don't know where to get the ideas. And it's like the Holy Spirit is there. Yep. No shortage. (laughs) Ever. Exactly. Like we've been made in the image of a God who is the ultimate creator. Mm -hmm. And so because I've been created by the creator and I'm related to the creator, he's my father. Mm. Therefore, creativity is within me. And we just have to tap into it like if I never would have tapped into podcasting I want to realize the creativity that comes with podcasts so the creativity is there but mm-hmm. we just got to tap into it. and I love another thing that you said like there is so much ministry to be done mm. outside of the church it yes really yes I'm a pastor I am pro-church but to the mm-hmm. person that sings or the person that's in the um uh, in Hollywood or whatever industry you're in, you could do ministry there by being yep. a bright light in a dark generation. And maybe that's your mission field, wherever you're working, yeah. wherever you're doing, that's where the marketplace of ministry um, comes to an intersection. Maybe God has called you to be a missionary as you are a teacher. And of course, it leads you and guides you what conversations to have. But I'm so glad you all brought that up, that there's so much ministry to be done outside of the church. And you don't have there to be is. a pastor or a missionary or apostle or insert any other church title mm-hmm. um, to be doing ministry. Because in, in actual reality when God gave us a great commission he called all of us to make disciples he wasn't just talking to church staff okay he's called he's talking to every single every believer single in whatever time. spirit that they're in to make disciples so yeah yeah that's good I think you know ironically as we talk about being spirit-led and having the confidence and God is the creator it's still real that we have nerves sometimes when we step into something. And even though you had been on stage and preaching from the pulpit, Mm -hmm. you still talked about being nervous when it was time to record your very first podcast episode. And I think a lot of us can, you know, relate to that when we embark on something new, it's like, okay, I don't really know if I'm cut out for this. Um, But can you kind of talk about how you found like the peace and the courage to go forward and um, how God used those feelings of nervousness to bring him glory with your podcast? Mm. Mm, you taking me back to May of 2020 when I was sitting in the closet recording my first episode mm-hmm. with butterflies in my stomach. And you're right, there is so much irony in that because I've spoken on stage. I remember I had the chance to do the invocation in my um, college graduation. So wow. I've spoken on stage to, to, to thousands. Um, wow. But yet I still had those butterflies when it was just me, in my mic, closet. and another person. Yeah, wow. in the closet. Mm-hmm. It was to the point I remember a friend um I ended up rescheduling a couple of times really out of out of fear and to the person that's listening mm. sometimes just got to do it afraid um I press record um butterflies and all I wanted to be obedient 
And sometimes obedience is uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but obedience <laughs> is the bridge to our breakthrough. Cause I'm thinking mm-hmm. about times when Jesus would tell a person with a withered hand, Hey, point your hand. I'm thinking, if you your hand withered, like how I'm gonna point my hand and mm-hmm. it's withered. And so oftentimes God will call us to something that it may look foolish and may be afraid to do, but we just gotta step out. Um, just gotta step out on faith. And so I know as y'all know, if anybody follow me on Instagram, this is phrase that's kind of been in my heart for over years, like shoot your shot. Mm-hmm. And so it is very related to me when it comes to this podcasting and related to the listener and whatever God has called you to do. And when I say shoot your shot, I'm not talking about, you know, go ask the girl. I'm not talking <laughs> about that. It's maybe in a relationship series, but not what I'm talking about today. And so, I mean, do that thing that God has been stern in your heart to do mm-hmm. because there are people that's waiting for you to walk yeah, in purpose. Come on. There's people that's waiting for you to walk in obedience and to mm-hmm. answer God's call in your life. One of my greatest, like, yes, I was blessed to win like podcast of the year. And that really was a great cap to uh, a crazy year like 2020. Mm-hmm. But even before that, one of the things that really just brought me alive and not just a war was when this, one of my Instagram followers messaged me. He's from Germany. He was like, man, that sermon that you preached on your podcast the other week really was what I needed to hear in that moment. Mm. And another one, even closer to home, literally and figuratively, my cousin, who I haven't talked to in so long, mm. he called me through Facebook and he was like, because of your podcast, I am finding my way back to God. Wow. And so Yes, I, uh, Morgan and Doe, I, I shared those two things to say this, that once again, people are waiting on you. Mm. So in other words, you got to ask yourself, who's not being blessed because mm. I'm not walking in purpose? Ooh, that's, that's a big who's question. Not being, who's not being ministered to because I'm being paralyzed by mm. fear. Mm-hmm. And so to the person that's listening, hey, write the book, start the YouTube channel, launch that business. And I will say like, stop waiting on like the perfect time mm-hmm. because <laughs> instead you need to just focus on the right time and mm-hmm. the right time to do what God has called you is always now. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, you don't have to have it all together before you start. Like I you had know. the most basic mic. I just had a laptop doing everything and zoom and some of that I'm still doing. I have updated, you know, later to the, um, the Rollcast Pro or whatever, but I didn't have everything at the start. Mm-hmm. And so I'm reminded of when Jesus, he fed the 5,000 plus. And in this story, the disciples, we don't highlight this, but they were, they were slicked down. And it was like, all right, yeah, Lord, send, them off, send them off to eat. And yeah. so all they had there was like two fish and five loaves. This young boy has brought his lunch, two fish and five loaves. And the disciples was like, what is this among so many? Because Jesus mm-hmm. was like, hey, I'm going to feed them with this. We don't have to send them away because mm-hmm. I'm a pastor. I got to bring this up. I'm a pastor. They was worried about bread, but they didn't realize that they were talking to the bread of life. But anyway, this is now. not a sermon. And so <laughs> he he was like, bring me what you got. Yeah, and I good. feel like that's a word to the creative today, to the yes. podcaster, to the yeah. YouTuber, to the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. God is saying, bring me what you have. Yes. And so the little boy responded in obedience. Mm-hmm. And because he responded in obedience with just a little, and mm-hmm. he didn't wait to have it all together. Mm-hmm. He gave that to God and over 5,000 people. Mm. And I mean, it was 5,000 minimum because that was just the men, but not right. the women and the mm-hmm. children. So mm-hmm. it could have easily went up to 20,000. There was one, ch- uh, two children, one wife, et cetera. But that's what, um, I don't want to add to scripture when it's not there. So it's 5,000 plus. And so 
Um, it was like, bring me what you have. And with that little, God blessed, no, God fed the multitudes. Mm -hmm. And with your little, God want to use you to minister to the multitudes. And so what if that little boy is like, man, it's just two fish and five loaves. Like, mm -hmm. it's not a lot. You may be saying, well, just my mic or just my spoken word or just my education experience or just my passion to, mm -hmm. to make. It's not enough. Yeah. But when you put it in God's hands, on, it is more than enough. And so, y'all, I know I went on a quick tangent, but I'm just reminded of when um, one of these motivational speakers, um, Les Brown, he, he was speaking at this conference and I was listening to it. It, it was old, but truth doesn't have an expiration date. And he was Come like, what is the richest place on earth? And, mm -hmm. you know, some people was like, hey, it's in Africa, you know, what the uh, gold and the diamonds are. And this was like, no. Somebody said, well, it's an oil field that's in the Middle East. And he was like, no. Mm. He said, it's a graveyard mm. because that's where books are that never been written. Songs that's never been written, um, mm. cures that never been discovered because mm. people go to the graves with these dreams. And so I had to say, I really want God to get the glory off my life mm -hmm. and to bring me good. But I have to do my part. Yeah. I have to step out of faith. Mm -hmm. I have to be obedient. And so the thing that I find peace and, and courage in is that I want to go to heaven on empty. Come I don't want to get there and Jesus say, well, you could have mm -hmm. did this. And I gave you the gift for this. And these people would have been reached in this way. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like, just thinking back to the um, um, the young guy that had the, the two fish and the five loaves. If he didn't give his meal to Jesus, so many people would have went hungry. Mm -hmm. And who's going hungry in your life because you're not giving God your best. You're not mm -hmm. giving God um, whatever, whatever you have to give him so he can bless. And so anyway, landing this plane on this question, my goal <laughs> is to get to heaven and hear God say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be a faithful steward over the gifts and the talents and the abilities and the passions that God has given me and mm -hmm. so really knowing that my ultimate goal is to hear well done my good and faithful servant that's the thing that keeps me going that's mm -hmm. the things that help me to break mm -hmm. through the nervousness and the fear that still creeps around mm -hmm. and say who yeah. are you to record a podcast why would they listen to you you don't have mm -hmm. this big following so got to keep pressing through that fear and that imposter syndrome like you're not enough but hold on it's not about me and who i am it's mm -hmm. about who, whose i am so if god has called me to it he has already validated validated me to do that's this it. thing and so by saying yes putting my yes on the altar and choosing faith over fear that's the thing that provides peace and courage for every single episode that i sit down and record yeah mm. yeah oh paul you took us through took us, a <laughs> took us a church yeah a lot of good points made there i think you know my favorite thing that you said just the visual of uh getting to heaven on e and like, mm -hmm. I just want to be emptied out of all the things that God placed inside of me. And, yeah. and I think, you know, that calls us to identify like, okay, what areas in my life may I not be pouring out as much as I should be, you mm -hmm. know, because I think about, you know, we even talked about you, you have all these different talents and all these different roles. And so as I'm like thinking about my own life, I'm like, dang, you know, there are many areas that we can be pouring out and maybe we're focusing on one, but then we're completely missing another one. Um, and so, mm. yeah, I just feel so encouraged to like to continue to make sure that I'm always putting my entire life before God and saying like, okay, mm. examine every area, God, like what should I be doing as it relates to relationships? What yeah. should I be doing as it relates to my gifts and my profession and my finances? Like every little part has to be submitted to him. Yeah. And I think too, 
what it made me think of is all the times the enemy tries to talk us out of it and convince us that we're not smart enough. You're not this enough. And so I think for people who are hearing that take, take inventory of that thought, like, where does this thought come from? This is not how my father speaks to me. You know what I mean? And, and, and really taking hold of that thought that's coming against what God is calling you to do and really digging there. So if it's like, okay, I'm feeling insecure about this. Okay, God, let me sit with this for a second. Why do I feel like I can't do what you call me to do? God, give me the confidence and the courage to walk fully in what you've called me to do. But I think sometimes we let the enemy, I know for me, beat me up and, and it takes weeks to be like, man, what? Why am I feeling so discouraged? It's like, oh, I let him punk me for a week because I didn't like stand firm and start Man, speaking scripture to the enemy. But he will try to talk you out of it because he knows the calling that's on your life. He knows the gifting. He knows how God wants to use you. And so I think that we have to be bold and, and firm in our faith of who God has called us to be and speak scripture back to that fear, speak, you know, speak scripture back to that insecurity and doubt and remind ourselves like, no, God's called me. He loves me. He has mm -hmm. a plan for me and he wants to use me. And the second thing I'll say is I think a lot of times people don't start that book or that podcast because they think like, oh, there's already so many podcasts. There's already so many, but there's, yeah. there's not you though. You're not there. Oh. And God wants to use you and your story to reach somebody that all the other YouTubers can't they reach. Can and so it. I don't want people to think, well, the market is oversaturated. It's not. We, mm -hmm. we both, we both have podcasts. We have a podcast. You have a podcast. We doing BCI live and we're saying, start the podcast. Mm -hmm. People right. on the market are saying, start, the we're bloggers. We're influencers. Do it. Like we want you there. We need you there. And there's somebody on the other side of your obedience. Mm. So good. That, yo, that was so, so good. And you, you said something that I was uh, thinking about too, because one of the lies that the enemy uses for us, Christian influencers and Christian creatives and um, side story, they even took me a while to embrace being a Christian creative a Christian influencer mm. but once again it goes back to reinforcing mm -hmm. what God has already called us but another story right. for another day uh, I love what you say about the market being too saturated that's one of the lies of the enemy because mm -hmm. there's depending on what Google search you do at what time there's over a million podcasts out there and wow. so when I was looking at that it's like easy like why do they need an, a million and one but as you said they're not you and I forgot who said this first but um, somebody was like in the year that you was born God looked down at the earth and said, you know what? They need mm. such and such. Insert your name. Mm. And so because of that, God sent, God sent you. Mm. So who cares if there's over, you know, 5 million? I mean, I'm making up stuff now because I, <laughs> I don't have the stats in front of me. But who cares if there's 5 million YouTubers? They are not you. And mm -mm. another thing that you said is about it's kind of responding with the word. A lot of times we don't realize that our time with the Lord is really spiritual warfare. We mm. need to be in God's word so we can combat the lies um, mm. of the enemy that you're, you're not yeah. good enough, that the market is saturated mm -hmm. because Jesus, after he was fasting 40 days and 40 nights, the devil comes and tempt him. And you see right there in the scripture, he always responded with the word. Always with scripture. And so, exactly. And so that's why we need to be rooted, no pun intended, hey. we need to be rooted <laughs> in God's word so we can be prepared for all that the enemy will try to uh, bring against us. And, and last thing, even in Ephesians, when it talks about putting on the whole arm of mm, God, on, yeah. the sword of the spirit, come the on. word of God is mm -hmm. the only offensive weapon. So we got to we gotta get to using that sword, y'all. Hey, hey, I'm a preacher, y'all. I'm getting a little preacher over here, y'all. Uh. Me there. <laughs> so good so good well when we come back we're going to get a little bit more into the podcast side of things and how you balance your relationship with your wife and working on the podcast um so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back did you know that on an official literacy survey conducted by the TIAA Institute the black community received the highest scores and knowledge on borrowing and managing debt 
while their lowest score was in comprehending risk and uncertainty, insuring, investing, and having a go-to information source. Thrivent Financial can change that. Thrivent uses financial advice that is informed with your priorities and offers investment options that balance purpose and performance. Thrivent believes money is a tool, not a goal, and helps clients make financial choices that guide them in living the life they want today and tomorrow. If you want to thrive in your finances, make an appointment with Kingdom Advisor Delroy Peters using the link in the episode notes today. Let them know that BCI sent you. And now let's get back to the show. All right. So we talked about your wife a little bit earlier. I know that y'all have been married for almost three years now. And you told us that she actually helps you with the podcast, with editing and graphic design. So tell us how you find balance and keep boundaries in place between your podcast work and your marriage. Yes, man. One of the beautiful things about marriage is, you know, we're each other's help meet. And so she helps me to do this podcast. And it's really um, a ministry for both of us. But that's a process I'm still learning with the boundaries. Like she helps me and she supports me. But I'm aware that she has her own life. Of course, we have our life together, but she has her mm-hmm. own job and mm-hmm. teaching and grading papers. And so I will invite her to be the co-host from time to time when her schedule allows, mm-hmm. especially when we're doing like anything relating to relationships or a couple. And I always tell her, say, hey, I, I want you to be involved as much as you want to be but mm-hmm. you don't have to do it and so one of the things that boundaries and lighten her low because yeah. I don't want to put too much on her is um I learned how to edit on my own it's not my favorite part of podcasting but <laughs> I learned how to to edit on my own and so really her role is weekly is doing the the um, promotional pieces and making okay. the um um, the graphics or whatever. And so mm. really, I mean, quick aside, the real balancing act, I got to constantly remind myself that, you know, before God instituted the church, he instituted the marriage mm. and then the family, the quote unquote church would then come about to the new Testament. The late. That's nice. another story. Come on now. So Help folks with we that. Worship, okay. So we, <laughs> we worship together. Uh, she comes to various events, but she doesn't come to everything. There was a recent event, big church event. Um, they wanted us to help out. It was a Saturday. But I'm off on Fridays and my wife works. Mm. Um, Sunday is a work day for me, but my wife is off. So Saturday is our only day where we both off. Mm. So I'm like, if my immediate supervisor or the pastor of the church doesn't specifically tell me to work on a Saturday, I'm saying no to everybody else. So that's mm. our only day that we have together. So mm. um, boundaries are important. You got to protect your uh, time with your family and with your significant other. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's good because I think sometimes we've kind of touched on this earlier is that people can think that ministry work in a church is somehow more important than ministry. Like she's also doing a ministry as a teacher, like you said. And so I think sometimes someone might be like, well, you're doing church work. So she needs to be there all the time because it's more important. It's like God has called her to be a teacher. So that is also important. And one is not more important than the other because God has called you to the fields that he's called you to. And so I love that you both recognize that so that you can have a healthy relationship when it comes to your work. And you're not like, Hey, you always got to do this. But Mm -hmm. I don't think we see that enough for someone's like the work that you do, babe, that's important. And I want to validate that and support that and making sure that we're having a balance. So I just love that you said that. Yeah. I was, I was going to say the order of covenant Mm -hmm. coming first too. Like, I think a lot of times we have seen, I'm sure many of us have seen just experiences in the church with married couples in church seeming one way. And then when we're not on the stage, things mm-hmm. are looking a little different. And so right. I think especially having that example from your parents mm-hmm. who had to balance, like we're doing ministry together every single week and then also mm-hmm. coming home. But like 
our ministry in our home is important as well. And yeah. I think about too, like the people who are closest to you would see your marriage first before they see y'all doing any podcast work or see y'all serving anywhere. They're going to see how y'all interact at that's the house good. or when you go out and eat. And that's what's ministering about God in that very moment. And mm. so just the importance of not allowing that to slide as a priority as well, I think is so important. That's good though. Most definitely. And I don't think I will add to that. The church has got to realize that well, I'll be specific. Like they hired me, not my wife. So my mm -hmm. wife shouldn't have to be in everything. And I'm off that. Mic <laughs> <I> drop. <laughs> he said what he said. Okay. <laughs> um, so you are coming up on the one year anniversary of your podcast. So exciting. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Like literally. And that's my birth month. So I already yes. know it's going to pop off. Come on, May 2021. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you had to put together like a starter pack, maybe three or four things that every good podcaster needs, then what would those things be and why? Uh, I guess the most basic thing, the technical side, you need, you need a microphone, yes, uh, get a mic. you need headphones, mm -hmm. um, a laptop. Those are the bare, bare minimums. Mm -hmm. So start there with those three things. That'd be like number one. Number two, you need a healthy work ethic. Um, mm, there's good. so much to podcasting than just pressing record there's promoting there's marketing you could you can have the best episode ever but if people don't know that that episode exists then okay mm -hmm. that's true. so heavy on the promoting heavy on the marketing um the, the schedule of the interviews the coming up with the content the coming up with the questions so yeah. you gotta have a great work mm -hmm. thing, work ethic that's true and then also at least for me, I'm convicted by this, a sense of calling, because mm -hmm. I feel like this is something that God has called me to do. Mm -hmm. And so I don't do this to ex expand my quote unquote brand, but I really feel called to do this, like to the fact of um, at the time of this recording, like this week, I didn't want to record because I was in a, a overpriced hotel because of the snowstorm that mm -hmm. hit Texas. Mm -hmm. And so we're in this one room um, you know, even spotty Wi-Fi at the hotel. And I'm upset because why y'all charging me this much when it wasn't a price before I got here mm. sold out. So all these things going through my head, um, not having the best service to get in contact with my parents, all this, but I knew that God has called me to this. Mm. And so I cannot, if possible, I cannot leave the people hanging. And so a calling. Mm. And so we still record it, even though it was going through a natural disaster. And the other thing would be a support system. Mm -hmm. uh, people that's going to pray for you, people that's going to give you feedback, um, people that's going to be there for you because podcasting, um, if you don't have a consistent co-host like like y'all do, it can be a, a, like a, a lonely place. And so having a support mm -hmm. system, whether it look like people that can say, hey, what do y'all think about this episode? Or can y'all yeah. um, pray for me or things like that? And the only other thing, and it probably goes on a work ethic, is just, you know, do your research, be prepared. Like, mm -hmm. I don't look yes. at this as being like an amateur. Like, I want to be a, a professional podcaster. Yes, so on. before I launch, I went to Google University. I went mm. to YouTube University. Mm. I found out everything <laughs> that I could about podcasting. Mm -hmm. I probably overdid it. I probably should have launched a little bit sooner, but I did all my research, mm -hmm. even binge watch Netflix. It was a, um, your next guest needs no introduction. Dave Letterman just learning the art mm. of interviewing That's mm. good. and just kind of going back and forth with people. So their work ethic is good. So, so yeah, those are things that be like my starter pack. I would tell my, myself over a year ago, this is how you do it. Mm. Yeah. Love it. Practical and spiritual. My favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> And as people who have podcasts, we can attest to like those, every those things one. are, it's facts. Okay. I mean, every single one, nail facts. on the head. 
Um, well, speaking of your podcast, something you talk a lot about in your podcast is shoot your shot. And we've kind of gotten to it earlier, but um, basically, thank you. Y'all can't see him, but he just shot an imaginary basket and he made it. I don't know if y'all know, but he actually, he made it. <laughs> Not the audience. <laughs> So shoot your shot basically means like do the thing that God has called you to do, aka just go for it. So what advice do you have for those who have shot their shot, but they're feeling discouraged because they've missed? Mm. Excellent question. Like I said, we hit on it, but if you've missed your shot, I mean, in the basketball analogy, there's this thing called um, a rebound. Come you on. get the rebound, hey. try again, and maybe instead of shooting a three, you get the rebound and go get a layup. Come on. But to bring it back to a spiritual metaphor, when you miss, there's this thing called grace. And mm. so sometimes closed doors, mm. sometimes no's, sometimes disconnections or mm -hmm. insert whatever disappointment could be, really be God redirecting you to a different shot that you mm -hmm. need to take. Mm -hmm. Maybe you, maybe God didn't call you to shoot three pointers like Steph Curry. Maybe you need to be in the post and doing your layups or hooks or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And so uh, real quick to change the metaphors, like with a GPS. And so uh, just, just thinking about, you know, shooting your shot and missing and rebounding grace. I think about a GPS. There's been, I still use my GPS. I've been in Houston for five years. Right. I still use it. Houston is a big place. And so there have been times where I would miss my turn. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember exactly why, um, but there's some time where I missed my turn. And sometimes, you know, it will, it will recalculate, recalculate, recalculate. And sometimes mm -hmm. it'll say, hey, do a U-turn. I'm like, oh, let me see it. My bad. <laughs> and so with that, thinking about grace and thinking about rebounding, it doesn't say, all right, Paul, you, you messed up. You took the wrong turn. You need to go back to your house and start all the way over. Mm -hmm. Yet instead, it recalculates the oh, fastest route, the fastest route based on where I am in the present moment. That's and that's how God's grace is. Yeah, if you miss, good, if you shoot your shot, mm -hmm. oh, thank you, y'all. If you shoot your shot and you miss, the, the business doesn't go as you want it to go. The relationship doesn't go as you want it to go. Mm -hmm. God's not going to say, all right, I got to set you back three years because you made this mistake. God's like, no, he's full of grace mm -hmm. and mercy and rebounds, if you will. He's going to give you the fastest route based on where you are right now so if you miss hey keep shooting fam mm, so good paul so encouraging. right where you are you know and i think it ties so great with like start where you are don't wait for the perfect moment and mm -hmm. then when things don't go as planned continue from where you are you mm -hmm. don't have to necessarily go back to the drawing Come board on. and rip up the plans or say man i guess i got the promise wrong i'm gonna let it go it's like no just start from where you are we're gonna keep moving and i love that god's grace it's like you know it's moving at the pace that we're at you know mm -hmm. what i mean and it's like it starts from where we are and then it just kind of continues on that path so mm. such a sweet reminder yeah. Well, Paul, this has been such a great episode and we like to end every episode with a little activity we call red, yellow, green, where we'll ask you a couple of questions to uh, leave the people with some nuggets, if you will. <laughs> so the first question, what is one thing we talked about today that you want people to stop doing? Stop walking in fear. Mm. Yikes. And just leave it at that. That's mm. good. That's good. Simple. Nothing else is Mm. exactly love it so what is one area that we talked about today that you want people to pause or slow down in doing one thing in slow down and doing I know we talked about you know some keys to starting a podcast and so I'm all about strategizing collaborating mm -hmm. um, shooting my shot and reaching out to people that don't even know I exist and to be on the podcast mm -hmm. and all those like practical things are good but in this season and this may just be me or maybe for the listener but to slow down and like don't forget to seek him 
Like, mm-hmm. of course, collaborate, of course, network, you know, get the best guests, the best yes, questions. Yes. But at the end of the day, it's the anointing that breaks every yoke. Hey. And so if I'm not spending time in prayer and fasting and in the word, I don't want my podcast just to be a, a sounding symbol and just going mm-hmm. out to the airwaves. And so for me, and maybe this may be a word for you, like to slow down and just remember, I need to seek God first. As it says, mm-hmm. you know, seek God first. Because if we seek after the things we can miss out on God. Mm. If we seek after God, he'll provide the things. Come on. Come on. You have, an, you have all the little pastor sayings. You, you do. So many You're a real pastor, Paul. We see it. <laughs> you really are. You, we see you it. Got you got all the things. alliteration and whatnot. Mm-hmm. My favorite kind of pastor. <laughs> all these stored up sermons from uh, really? 88 just be coming out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so to wrap it up, what is one thing that we talked about today that you want people to start doing? Man, y'all... I- I don't want to sound like a broken record. I know Say I just it. age. I know I just aged myself with that metaphor, but walk in obedience, mm. shoot your shot, mm-hmm. do that thing that God has called you to do. And today, as you're listening to this, do one thing that would take you closer to the thing that God has called you to do. So if it's a podcast, hey, go ahead and go to Amazon or Best Buy and buy a mic, buy mm-hmm. a um a headphones. Cause that's that's what I did. Like when I bought those things and I laid it out on my kitchen table, that's a reminder to me, like, hey, you need to do this. You bought it, mm-hmm. you've invested in it, and you need to do it. And so walk in obedience. So good, Paul. So encouraging. This has been such a great episode. I feel like I've gotten tips yeah. practically and spiritually. Go ahead and let the people know where they can follow you and keep up with your podcast. Yes. Um before I say that, I want to thank y'all so much, Morgan Doe, for the, yeah. uh, this opportunity. Y'all have been so great, so gracious, great hostess. And although as I was answering the question, I said it was peeping game and just learning stuff for y'all too. And um, most definitely, shout out to Jackie uh, for getting this hey, thing together. Yeah, got to. Man, and all the other BC Award uh, recipients. And so, yeah. you know, in the Black church, we ate up and giving honor to God. And, you know, Come on now. everybody else too. <laughs> thank you, mama. <laughs> Daddy, okay. everybody, we thank everybody. It's an esteemed panel on the uh, pool. <laughs> but anyway, I can talk black church all day. Um, you can wherever you listen to this podcast, real people, real talk is there. So go check us, go um check us out. My, my our tagline is we like to take people from surviving to thriving. And mm-hmm. so we revolve around five pillars of health spiritually, physically, relationally, um, emotionally, and financially. Yeah. Um, and so those are things that we are heavy, heavy on the relationships and mental health. We visit the others every now and then. But yes, mm-hmm. we take it from surviving to thriving. The goal of the podcast is to equip and empower you to be all that God has called you to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I got a whole nother personality on Instagram. You you do. <laughs> I've been watching them videos. Okay, I'll be having I'll be having church members say, "You're so professional, but um, you're so professional." I see you at work, but this side of you is hilarious. Like, <laughs> I'm telling my boss. But anyway, uh, my Instagram is at Paul W Calcode, and I'm pretty sure they will leave a link in the show notes. So mm-hmm. this yes, has been yes. a pleasure. This has been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Paul. We're so excited for all God is doing through you, and we appreciate you for joining us. This was another great episode brought to you by our sponsor, Delro Peters over at Thriving Financial. Y'all know at BCI Live, we are all about the good news. We encourage y'all to reflect on the gems we dropped this episode and go ahead and share with a friend. We'd love for you to DM us and let us know your thoughts on this episode. Yep. And if you haven't already, be sure to follow Black Christian Influencers on Instagram. And if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us at Rooted Life Podcast. You can visit the episode notes for ways you can get the most out of our community like merch, city chapters, membership, and so much more. Yep. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to rate us five stars and leave us a brief review. All right, y'all. We'll see you next week for another episode of BCI Live, where we'll help you go deeper in your faith and further in your business. Till next time.